brought to you by the Rugby Outlet Mall, equipping you for freedom and connection through rugby. Find out more at RugbyOutletMall.com. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another great episode of Grow Rugby. My name is Gift Gift Time Ebelu. It is another beautiful week, and we got another great podcast for you today. Uh, our guest for today is coming out of Prairie View A&M, the HBCU, uh, who has been part of our HBCU Rugby Classic. Recognize it. Uh, you guys can get it. $25 on Rugby Outlet Mall. Uh, the shirt. Um, for those who are just listening to the podcast, we got our HBCU Rugby Black Flag shirts. Uh, you can get them on the Rugby Outlet Mall just for 25 But we have a great guest. Matthew Provost coming out of Prairie View A&M, like I said. Uh, the reason why we had him, because we had another set of Prairie View guys, is that he actually gave us a perspective of Prairie View A&M a little bit more from when it started. And especially getting a chance to hear his story about how he was able to use rugby to be able to build and, and direct the direction of his uh, life and how he even made his decisions for school. So it is something that I, I promise you, you guys want to listen. It was a legitimately intriguing story that I didn't even expect to go into this. I thought we were just going to talk about Prairie View A&M, and it just became uh, the biggest hype that you could get to go to an HBCU. Uh, and uh, I- I'm an advocate for that in all ways. So uh, you guys will like this one. Just some quick news. We had some great – we had a great weekend this weekend. For what it's worth, uh, the Major League Rugby – Draft happened, and I know a lot of people kind of complained, and, you know, they kind of felt like, oh, the draft wasn't going to be good for, you know, players. And, you know, in the short term, it probably isn't going to be great. But honestly, from the jump, I thought it was a great idea. I thought this was a way to create stars. And honestly, I feel like it it helped. Like, don't get me wrong. I might not necessarily know the guys anymore, but I can promise you I know them better than I did now. And even more so, I think it raised the value of college rugby just by itself. Uh, and that's huge because not only does it, if it impacts college rugby, it impacts rugby industry altogether because now we have a subsequent point where everything kind of matriculates. Now, the only people that could be hurt by this is club rugby, but if you play your cards right and you actually kind of get to understand how to be able to use it, whether you use it as a feeder system, as a practice mechanism, as a method of trying to transition people up, and it doesn't mean just D1 that has to be used. You could use D2 and transition people up. But the point is is that now you have a system that has a tangible uh, return that's more than just good feeling and and don't get me wrong people will play for passion and that's going to always be there I don't I don't think you can do this sport unless you have a, a a varying passion of it the money is not good enough in professional to do it but what this does is actually create the setup for people to put stakes into the game and when you got stakes in the game oh now it changes up the entire dynamic of how everything goes. So uh, I was really excited by this. I actually loved this draft. I watched it from beginning to end. It, it you know, for a first draft, it's what you expected. You didn't get as much footage. It wasn't, you know, as it, obviously we have the NFL and NBA draft in our heads as our our, sta- our standards. But um, I'll be honest, I, I still liked it. First time, loved it. Uh, you know, kudos to George Killebrew, uh, the commissioner for the MLR for and the guys for putting it together. 
Um, you know, kudos to the teams out there. 13 rounds, two, two rounds, 13 drafts uh, per round. Like, uh, it, it was it was solid. We even had a trade. Manola Gold guys, Fitz and, uh, Fitz and everybody out there did their thing, got a trade, got a couple good guys. So we'll see. And now it makes the college game even more relevant going into uh, the 2021 season. Uh, so, uh, and that makes things like the HBCU Rugby Classic even that much more because we want to be able to make more and more of these players be able to stand out and be able to function and be able to take advantage in whatever walk of life they choose, whether it's professional rugby or whether it's anything else. So I, I'm excited for it. Also, uh, we got uh, an amazing little event coming up at the end of this week on Friday on Juneteenth. June 19th, Juneteenth. It's not Juneteenth because it's June 19th. It's, well, it is Juneteenth because it's June 19th. But the significance of Juneteenth is not because it's called June 19th. It's because that was the final day that slavery was officially abolished. 1840, 1865 was when the war ended. But June 19th, 1865. 66, I'm sorry, 1866 is whenever slavery was officially abolished, the last state abolished, which I believe was Texas at that time. So we are going to have a great panel. It's called The Barbecue. It's going to be on Facebook Live, and you guys will be able to watch some of the best in uh, black rugby influencers. We're going to have Phaedra Knight. We will have uh, Phaedra Knight Hall of Famer, USA Rugby Hall of Famer, uh, now one of the co-founders of uh, uh, PLK Collections, uh, which is a, a, a appraisal a, appraisal um, e-commerce uh, appraisal company that supports women's sports. Uh, we're gonna have Coma Gandhi Fishbin, uh, the first woman head coach for the All-Navy Rugby Sevens team, as well as a coach for the USA Rugby Age Grade Development System. We got Tozan Tusitanwe, who is the founder of Viral Rugby and a high school rugby coach. We're going to have Kyle and Tiana Granby. We had them at the beginning of the episode, uh, the first episode of of this podcast, and uh, the founders of Roots Rugby. And we will have Akinola Raymond, uh, TikTok star, Mystic Rivers rugby player, Atlantis Rugby Sevens player. Uh, Like, this is, he's just, he's been rugby playing everywhere, coming right out of Maryland. Uh, And you guys, if you guys have seen his TikTok on his Instagram page, uh, absolute fire. Hilarious. Hilarious. And if you get on a little uncomfortable with the fence, go watch it. Because it'll be funnier to watch you get even more uncomfortable with it. But, uh, no, he's got great content and has been building a following, a massive following like you wouldn't believe. So check it out. It's going to be at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour-long Facebook Live off the HBCU Rugby Classic website. But we'll also have it on Gift Time Rugby as well and inside the International uh, Virtual Rugby group as well so it's going to be a a fantastic time an absolutely fantastic time great discussion about uh issues in rugby and culture from the black perspective so i hope you guys get a chance to enjoy it and 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 just kind of take it all in and of course we still have our sponsors rugby outlet mall um being able to equip you for freedom and connection 
through rugby. We have our HBCU Rugby Classic shirts up for sale. Utilize it during this month. Um, this is what we use to be able to fund the HBCU Rugby Classic as well as other things so that we can provide more content, more scenario, and, of course, be able to develop the sport so we can get more and more of these schools in and subsequently be able to make USA, rugby in the USA one of the biggest elements in this globe. Uh, you, like, you just can't, you can't deny any of that. Uh, you guys... It's uh, we have 20 percent off uh, coupons for all GTR gift time rugby or HBCU rugby gear. And the coupon code is grow rugby, G-R-E-A-U-X rugby. And you guys put that coupon code and you get 20 percent off all gift time rugby merch and all HBCU rugby merch. So definitely check it out. And lastly, we have. Singapore to Tokyo, any way we can. The documentary series available now on video on demand. Guys, go check it out. This is a great documentary series, a great, uh, a great seven episode exciting journey of these two guys, myself being one of them. And my friend Jason going through Southeast Asia, getting to know the culture, interacting with the, non- the rugby nonprofit organizations, and of course, having a chance to interact and be a part of the Rugby World Cup. It is so informational. It is so meaningful. Uh, even though I was a part of it, I still felt it and teared up from this whole situation. Um, it was a beautiful thing to watch. It was a beautiful thing to watch. We've had amazing reviews uh, you know, from very prominent people, but of course, just general people just enjoying it as is and... Uh, you know, I, I, I can't wait for you guys to see it. It's it's available now on Vimeo. You guys can check it out. I'll put the link in the show notes uh, that you guys can go ahead and just shoot over to it. Or you guys can find it on uh, rugbyoutletmall.com slash Singapore to Tokyo. Rugbyoutletmall slash Singapore to Tokyo. And uh, you guys can be able to order it from there. And uh, I promise you, you're not going to regret it. It's going to be the best money that you spent. So now that that's all out the way, hey, guys, I hope you guys enjoy this great interview with a great guy, a great conversation. Prairie View A&M's one and only Matthew Provost. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Grow Rugby. I got another VIP guest. It is one of the first guys who attended my HBCU Rugby Classic. He part of the first winning team at the HBCU running Rugby, Rugby Classic and is also a part of the first team of that first team who won at the HBCU Rugby Classic. Matthew Provost, Prairie View A&M. Matt, man, thanks for coming through, bro. Man, thanks for inviting me, bro. I'm glad, I'm glad to be on, man. You know I'm a big fan of yours, brother. <laughs> Dude, I'm not going to lie. It, it, it always, if I could be seen blushing, it always makes me blush. So I'm not even going to lie. So, man, I that, bro. You know, I you know I remember 2018, and uh, you know you guys came up to PVMU, uh, came up to Baton Rouge, and uh, like just trying to 
scrape out like the process of scraping out that that first HBCU rugby classic was a story in it of itself. But when you guys came mm. up and you guys showed out, and then on top of that, it was uh, what's the best way of putting it? It was a very emotionally exhilarating experience to know that this had all come together. Um, yo, I'm not gonna lie, it was it was super dope, and the fact that you know, regardless of whenever this post, like it's been two years exactly since we we did that first HBCU rugby classic. You know, yeah, yeah. time flies, right? But man, I was man greatly flies. I, I'm I'm kind of mad I missed the uh the second one, but after graduation, you know, real life happens. So I mean, exactly. Yo, no, I'm a hundred percent with you on that. So trust me, more hot than the one if I was there. Say no. <laughs> so again, it's, like, I mean, play. it's 100% win rate for PVMU. 100% win rate for Prairie View A&M, man. 100%. I love it. Oh, man, you already know. I mean, it's A. I mean, uh, to me, I mean, Morehouse is a great school. It's, 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 they're coming up. But with Prairie View, it was so, how I said, when we started out, I was one of we started out in 2016. That's, mm-hmm. when the, that's when the uh, official club was uh, initiated. I didn't. I wasn't on the team until. I lied, I'm sorry. Let me revise that. I said 20, uh, 2013. Actually, I didn't come on to the team until 2014. Mm-hmm. I was playing football at the time, and I had um, I had switched. I switched uh, majors, so I couldn't keep up with football anymore. As as going on with my major, so I was trying to graduate and get up out of there. But um, my the first rugby class, I, I, I was just graduating. Mm-hmm. The um, the second one I missed. But with uh with with us with, with us as a whole, we're more of a family. I know Morehouse is is, is, a, is a big family, but they they were they were they were late starting unlike us. Mm-hmm. I think they had to be at least by I say we had at least by four or three uh, three three or four years on them before you know we came together to play. So that's why we had such a good chemistry together. A lot of the guys we lost after the uh the first uh the first classic due to graduation injuries and um. We had a, a couple of guys transfer also, so I think that's why they, the they Morehouse did a little a little better than what they did last time on that, on that second go round. Well, look, man, I, I'll say this: as much as it was, like it was still like one a really great game coming down from the refs, and then uh, from the refs' perspective and from the fan perspective, and two, you know what? For whatever the reason is, like yo, it established a rivalry, and I, I think it established it well, but. Before we kind of go into to all that, kind of want to go into your story a little bit here because obviously being of HBCU, you know, it, it comes from a uni- there's a unique culture that goes along with that. That uh, mm-hmm. you know, we were already tra- we're working, and you guys have already had started uh, to be able to tie into what is rugby culture. So, kind of starting off with your origin story, like what got you started playing rugby. Let's see. All right. Well, like I said, I, I had quit football at the time, and one of the guys was a, a good friend of mine. He he found that I quit, and he was like, "Man, he can't." I mean, the, the day I quit, he came to my dorm and was like, "Bro, I need you on this rugby team." I was like, "Rugby?" <laughs> I was like, "Bro, I don't even know what that is." And I'm not play nothing that's not you know that sounds like gonna get me tore up. He was like, "Bro, you ain't got nothing to worry about. You fast, you big, you good. Trust me, just come out to practice." 
So uh, they practice on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and it took me a while. He, t- he told me on Thursday, so I had a weekend to, um, to think about it, and I was like, you know what? I still got a little after this. Uh, I had one more year of eligibility left. Let's go see what it's about. Went out there, met the guys. Uh, a lot of guys had already heard about me saying I was coming, and then they, they, they brought me in with, good, uh, with, with open arms. We... Um, the first practice was 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 so dope, and the, and the fact that they was, I didn't know half these guys. Even though we went to school together, I didn't know even half these guys. I only knew probably about, about four or five guys on the team, mm-hmm. and we just clicked just like that. Um, we ended up getting we ended up getting a coach from um, he was a coach from the Hurt Houston Hurt. Mm-hmm. He ended up coming help us out along the way. I um, as as far as me as me as a whole doing it. I was just starstruck. I was like, man, I can do this, man. Get the ball <laughs> and just take off running. Man, we did that all through as a kid. I mean, we right. Yeah, that's straight back. It was just straight backyard stuff. That's where I'm from. I come from a uh, I come from a, a football based city. Orange, right. Texas is straight football based. I feel like that's uh, a redundant term. A football based city in Texas. I feel like that's just saying the same thing twice over. <laughs> a Texas city. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, man, if you, if you was to come to Orange, Texas, and see, we 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 breed our kids to play football from day right. high. I mean, it's it's straight football out here. And for me to change from football to rugby, it was really a hard thing for me because as soon as I got the ball, I'm looking like, are y'all gonna block for me? Can I can I run behind y'all? And, you know, no, I can't. No, you can't do that. We can't block. We can't we can't run behind us. I was getting the ball going straight side to sideways, trying to juke everybody. Didn't take off running. Right. I wasn't worried about passing. I wasn't worried about you next to me. I'm faster than you, so I got this. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but um, but it it brought me to where, hey, you know, I need to learn more teamwork skills because rugby is a is a whole team sport. Unlike football, if you got that one guy that's just unstoppable, right? You can, you can easily you can easily go places. Um. After the first game, I scored. I think I scored three times. I had a hat trick in my first game. Right. And after that, I was completely hooked. We went um, as a whole. Preview had some struggles uh, coming up. We had struggles keeping guys. We had struggles at games to where they seen a whole group of black guys just coming up to play, and it was like automatically just knew that we didn't know what we were doing. But we knew what we were doing. We 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 trained we trained with the Woodlands in uh, Houston. We've trained with the Houston Herd. We've trained with Hark. We've trained with we we've almost trained with every uh, semi pro men's uh, group in Houston, mm-hmm. and they were and they all vouched for us. So going to tournaments, I mean, the first thing that came out of the guys' uh, mouth was, "Y'all playing against us? No. Uh-uh. Well, no. Uh-uh. Y'all too fast. We're not. We're not worried. We're not going to do that. No. We're not. We're not playing against y'all." We 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 were heard that forever, and we were like, man, we, we fast, but we not you know sound technique. I think the, we want actually the technical because, skills were still in in and needing to be in flux. That's what was right. Yeah, we, we, we were still we were still uh, bigly working on it at the time. But the guys that we had, uh, like Rico, Cody, um, Brandon Udemy, all all had the knowledge of rugby already because they played in high school. Mm-hmm. Some of us played in high school, and some of us didn't. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they that we had those guys sit and you know with us, it was it was just it was just a magical thing. And like I said, man, we we we've come a, a long way. The jersey behind me right here, that's our first official jersey. 
Yeah. We now have three official jerseys, and we were now sponsored by Adidas also. So we've come a long way, long way. That's massive. You know, it, 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 it's interesting because, you know, you always have – you see this, this, this context, especially when it comes to black players in terms of just the pure athleticism that goes along with it. And, you know, we're talking about the speed. Everybody comes in with the, that, that presumption. Whether good or bad, take it for what it is, it's, it's always coming in with that presumption. But a lot of times, again, you still have to work on being able to get the skill levels and everything. But even more importantly is utilizing the culture. So whenever you were guys started playing, you know, within the rugby culture, you guys were already working with a lot of these club teams that were within the area. Um, how much did you personally take when it came to, like, post-game socials and, and dealing with your opponent after the game is done? So coming off of football, whenever you deal with opponent, that's to no-no. Like, when you come on, you're, you're on the field, yo, that's the per- people that you're going against. When you're off the field, yo, that's not your people. And then maybe you might hang with some dudes, you know, individually. But when it comes to team-to-team situation, yo, those are your those are your enemies. Those are your opponents. But in rugby, you ended up having different. For you, what was that mindset like whenever you first were witnessing that? Or did you guys even get to that point? Well, we, we, got, to that, we got to that point because, uh, like I said, the um, – some of the guys who had already played, they explained it to us. We were like, "Man, it's 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 a it's a it's a game played by gentlemen. Mm-hmm. We're gentlemen. So I mean, I, I hate you while I'm on the field. I'm gonna talk cash, money, crap. I, mm-hmm. That's me. If you know Matthew Provost, you know he gonna talk some crap on on the field. It's <laughs> it's, it's 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 non void. I'm gonna talk bad about you on the field, but afterwards, I'm like, man, good hit, good game, man. Man, I, I, I can't believe you caught me." But that that it, I also had to humble myself because, like like you said, coming from football, I was like, if somebody hit me hard, I don't even want to talk to you. I mean, right. if if we beat y'all or y'all beat us real bad, I don't even want I don't even want to talk to you. I'm gonna see y'all next time on the field. Mm-hmm. So I had to humble myself. I had to basically grow up and see that you know what, it's just a game. Right. We all and we all trying to compete. We all trying to get to that that top spot. But as far as socials was, I mean, uh, we had our first years, a lot of the guys didn't stay for the socials, but I stayed for every social. Okay. I mean, it was, well, it was what fun. Was your I reason, mean, what we was had the reason for wanting to stay for each one of the socials? How come you wanted to stay so uh, – why were you so dedicated to holding in? I was, I, was so, I was so dedicated to staying because – once I, I figured out, once that you know, once I figured out the sport, I seen the sport. I YouTube, did a lot of research. I was like, man, this, this I can actually learn from guys. My as my first year, I can learn from other guys who's actually played longer than I have. Right. So just staying and just talking to their coach, talking to their uh, you know, talking to their uh, team to other teams uh, team, uh, players, just getting the insight. You know, hey man, when did you start? You know, can you give me some pointers? Did you see me on the field? I mean. What what should I do wrong? What I what can I do better? You know stuff like that. Um, my after my before my first year, I mean it was over. I ran into a a coach from uh, Stephen F. Austin. Okay. And he he basically told me he said, "Man, I, I can tell this your first year. I can tell you football based guy, but keep staying with it." I mean, the guys can't touch you. Can't nobody touch you on this field right now. Mm-hmm. Stay with it. And, it. and it clicked in my head, you know, hey, maybe this is my sport. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I, I wasn't making it to the NFL. I wasn't making it big in football. You know, I just right. played it for fun. Use it, you know, use it as a, I mean, I basically use it as a gateway to get to college. Right. Because I wasn't going to pay for it. My parents didn't pay for it. So I had to actually, actually get, you know, that way to get into college. Right. But looking, looking onto it more, I say that this, like I said, the socials was just, it was fun. Everybody was, I'm like, man. He, he he just hit that guy real hard on the field, but now they sharing a beer. I mean, that's 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 that's, that's amazing. <laughs> you, that, I mean, that's that, that shows that shows maturity. Actually, right? It, it shows maturity, and 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 that that, that it, made, it made me grow up, and and, and I, I'm, I'm I'm loving it ever since, man. No, that's dope. You know, I, I always find it interesting because even for me, the culture of it had was what actually had turned me over. Because when you're on the field, you, you get the concept: yo, run hard, get to the score hit this guy, stop that person, and then pass somewhere in the middle there. That's like, even, even from football background going into it, you know that much, at least from an instinctual standpoint. You might not know the technicality, but instinctually you know. But whenever you get off the field, and now you're interacting with the people, and now you're seeing it like guys singing songs or you know, sharing a beer together or any drink, you know, you're just like, yo, what's, what's happening? Like, and then I have to assume... Yeah, I'm not nah. <laughs> hey, what? I wasn't. I wasn't used to shooting the boot. I wasn't used right, to the exactly. song. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, like, it's like, yo, are you guys serious? Like, yo, is, is this for real? Is this for real? Oh, we just... out of a cake. Right. <laughs> Come on, bro. You, I mean, you don't do. We don't do that. You know, you don't, we don't do that in Prairie. We don't drink out the boot and stuff like that. But I mean, we do yeah, it look, now. Let's talk about. Yeah. Let's talk about it in reality. This is not. This is not something that black folk typically do to just to begin with. Let alone nah, not right. I, I didn't want to throw it out there, but I, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, look, let, 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 let me be honest, because that's that's the thing, you know, we, we there's a there's the element of this game that I think whenever we, especially whenever we talk about it with people within the community, we always know, like, there's that response of, you know, like you said, ah, oh, what is this? What's this craziness? You know, we even get like, yo, this is a white boy sport. Like, like what what is, uh, what, what, what do you have? And then you get into it, you're like, no, this isn't bad. Like, it's a little crazy, but, yo, it's not bad, right? Right. Right. So you so all right. So you're over at Prairie View and then you, you started playing rugby for them. But here's the more question I have. So what made you decide to go to PVMU? Like what made you decide to go to Prairie View um, as an HBCU as opposed to any other university or college uh, that you could have attended? Well, uh, Prairie View was one of the, the schools who were looking at me in, in uh, football. I was I was really wanting to go to Sam Houston. That was one of the schools I had wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was diehard Sam Houston. I mean, I wouldn't even think about Prairie at the time. I actually uh, I snapped my ankle in football my senior year, and Sam Houston stopped looking at me. So I was like, well, all my cousins who are graduating were going to Prairie View, and they was like, one of my cousins, his name is Dorian. He said, man, come with me. I'm finna go uh, tour the school. I was like, man, I really don't, you know, I'm not really big on, you know, at the time I went big on black colleges because I thought they were small, didn't really know much about it. I went to Southern. I, I, I didn't like Southern. I, 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 I didn't like it at all. Uh-huh. I toured uh, TSU, definitely didn't like it at all. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> and I, uh, so I ended up like, you know what, I'm going to go. So I ended up going. We went on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Every Wednesday on on in, at Prairie View, we have Hump Day on the Hill at right. twelve p.m. 
every Wednesday. And it's just a big cultural family reunion type party type. It's not really a party, but this is a big family reunion. You have the Greeks stepping. You got the organizations doing their thing. You have you have you have people just being friendly. I mean, it only lasts one hour. Right. They do it every Wednesday at 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. You have people walking to class and like, man, let me stop and go to Hump Day for a little bit. Hump Day is a big tradition at Prairie View. I mean, and that, after I seen that, I met up with the football coach. He talked to me. I I I, I wanted to major in agriculture because I wanted to be a veterinarian. Right. Things a lot of things changed the time, but still still on that road. But I um. I went to talk to the agriculture department. Love their agriculture department. Their their the agriculture department is is at par with Texas A and M, right. and and it, it was just flawless. I was like, man, I was like, cousin, you going here? He's like, cousin, I'm finna, I'm going here, bro. This is my choice. I was like, you know what? Go ahead, and sign me up too. I'm, I gotta I gotta come here, man. This this is just this is this is this is me. This is my culture. This is my this is my people. Actually, I mean, I got the prayer view, and I and I just click just like that this is this is my school so so whenever you whenever you got there it it almost like this did it did it dismiss those previous notions that you had about you know black colleges like everything that you had already thought because you know you hit southern you hit tsu in dallas you hit southern here in baton rouge and now you have prairie view a&m the third black college that you went to and it's like it, it it changes it. So for you, like, whenever that notion, whenever you see that, like, were you just like, okay, maybe I was I was wrong about it, even though two out of three you weren't really feeling. Yeah, I, I was I was totally wrong. I, I mean, I was for anybody who experienced a historical black college, your life completely changes. If you go through the whole four years, even five years, six years, to take you to get that degree. It changes your whole life. I mean, it's the minute you step on that campus, you feel the love. Right. It's like you you know you're you're supposed to be there. And with I, I mean the the first Greeks that ever come up to me, you know, help us out. The Greeks come up there, help you out on move in day. The Qs helped us out. The Kappas helped us out. One uh, uh one of our uh, uh dorm managers was a Kappa. I mean, he helped us with our homework. He helped us with everything. I mean, he was just you like it's just brotherly love out there. Mm-hmm. Brotherly and sisterly love out there, and then, like I said, it's like a big, it's like a big family organization out there. And uh, it, it was, it wasn't that far from my, uh, my hometown. Mm-hmm. I wasn't that far from home, and I, I, my, I got to have a chance for my mom and my dad to actually see me play. That's so that cool. was one of the things I had wanted to actually do. I didn't want to go far. I had a chance to, you know, with my academics, I had a chance to go to Oregon, Washington State, USC, UCLA, just just far as, as straight academics. But I didn't want to go that far because if I was going to make the football team there, my parents couldn't go out come out and see. And and then my and then you know you know your mom she drills everything in your head. Now what some what if something happens? I can't get up there to help you out. <laughs> so I'm like yeah I'm 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 gonna go in a, I'm I'm gonna go somewhere close, but I'm also gonna go somewhere where I can also enjoy myself. Right. Because I'm I'm, I'm uh, it's, it's school life. You know you got you gotta enjoy yourself sometime out there. No, of course. I, I mean, but that that's part of the experience. That's part oh, of the experience. Man, yeah. It's a university experience. Like it is one part of it. It's one part uh, studies and learning and 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 progression. It's one part uh, growing up and learning how to be a grown man or woman. And then it's a third part of learning how to be able to let loose and socialize and create the networks that you want to be able to have for the future. Because so oh, those people last for a lot of these people last you the rest of your life. 
You know, yes, I, I have, I have, I have lifelong friends from Prairie View to this day. I mean, I'm mean, all my friends from uh, Prairie View. I, I still talk to this day. I have a friend I met there. His name is uh, Dan Dre Randall, one mm-hmm. of my best friends. Like, I, I mean, I give that man my left lung if he needed. It. It's just that that's the type of friendship I have with those guys. And uh, one of the one another one of the big reasons I went to Prairie View because of the history of Prairie View. Okay, it was built on a plantation. Right. Prairie View is one of the oldest schools, the first two oldest schools in Texas. I wanted to be a part of that history. I wanted to make my, I wanted to put my name somewhere in that history at Prairie View. So I, at, with, with that being said, I was one of the, the youngest in the agriculture department to ever get an internship with the USDA. Mm-hmm. That was a mark I left. Uh, I was uh, one of the best, you know, volunteer. We volunteered, but I was one of the, the tour guys for the for the school. I did tours for all the high school students, make sure they knew every bit of the history because you got you got to know your. It's, it's, it's I mean, Prairie View is in Black history. You right. can't. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't care what nobody says. Where you go all over the world, if you study Black history, you're gonna know about Prairie View and University. Um. Now with, with, with rugby, I, I'm 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 currently the uh the, the trial holder. I mean, I don't think nobody's done <laughs> I, I had I had thirteen tries in one season. And that was my first season. That's dope. You know, and, and it, I, I like that because of the fact of, of the things you said. Like it's not only it one, the history of knowing the history of the school gives you investment into its depth. You know, it, it you know, seeing everything on campus is is the surface and that's that's the flashy part. The depth of knowing like who preceded you and set up the pathway for you to be able to get to where you are makes yes. a massive difference in, in how you go about um, investing and in perceiving yourself through that school because it, it sets your character to some extent because you now you're trying to match to these legacies that have been established, right? Oh, man, and they, they, have, some, they have some legacies at Prairie View, man. I mean, whew. It, 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 it's some history at that school. Get some history to school. Trust me. So, so you get onto the campus. You 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 go in first day. Everybody's packed in. So, for you, like, while the uh, the 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 hump day Wednesday was what brought you in, what was the moment whenever you got onto campus and started where you were like, okay, yeah, I'm really at home here. Um, let's see. During the, fre- during the freshman move-in, the first week of freshman move-in, we have series of contests with each building. There's, uh, I believe, at the time, there were 12, dorm- uh, 12 freshman dorms, six male, six female. And with that, we had competitions within, within those uh, ranks. We had, um, and at the end of the week, we all came together in the, in the baby dome. That's the basketball uh, court. We, we have all the, all the ceremonies and everything. We all came together, and the president at the time, he, he was like, congratulations, because you, you don't make it past the first week as a freshman. You're not technically a student. Mm-hmm. So he said after the first week, he said, congratulations, you are now a prayer of your students. Nice. But nice. before then, the, the, we had like a pet rally type thing to where we also had competitions of – the PV Shuffle, man, the PV Shuffle is legendary. Every every class that comes through has their own PV Shuffle, which is a certain type of dance we do. Right. Of so that right. year, we combine all the dances of that year into one big dance move, one big dance line dance. To see, if you were to see 
the freshmen do. All the freshmen get on that basketball court and do the PV shuffle. It brings a tear to your eyes because it's like, man, this guy's from Dallas. This guy's from Louisiana. This guy's from Houston. You know, Dallas, Dallas and Houston do not click. Right. Yeah, yeah. You, you, I, I know. It's, it's, it's the rivalry that makes the least amount of sense to me, but also makes all the sense at the same time. Even though I feel like it's mostly Houston rivaling with da- Dallas and vice versa. It is. You hear a lot, man. I don't like no Dallas people, man. Dallas, you gotta get up on out of here somewhere. It's basically like Bloods and Crips when it comes to Houston and Dallas. But to see these people from different cultures, from different right. lives, from different pasts come together as one whole, like a family, it blows your mind. Completely blows your mind. And when I and once I once I once once that week was over, I mean during that week I say I, I've gathered probably maybe twenty to twenty five new friends at the time. Nice. I mean my whole building was my brothers. We were brothers. And, 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 and you couldn't you couldn't split us apart. I mean, we had I was I was in building forty three. That was four trade. <laughs> we were yelling, four tray, four tray, four tray. You got you got building forty two. Four dudes, four dudes. I mean, we it was I mean, you couldn't you couldn't the four tray though. That's how we was. And it was like uh, I mean, it, it was it's so big. I and mean, you got your you got your pals. The right. pals are like the the mentors to the freshmen. My pal, his name was Ryan. Man. He really showed me the way of the school. Like he said, "Man, do this, you know, do this. You, you, you got it. I mean, you, you got the knowledge, you got the leadership skills. Go ahead and take it." I was one of the leaders for my building. Nice. So I, I took it and I went with it. My classmate from high school ended up winning Mister Freshman, and I mean, like, all my classmates that, that went to Preview with me and my cousins. When we got there, we made sure that we was gonna we was gonna make a name for ourselves. We yeah, were gonna take over, get become royalty of the camp. Oh, we took over. We took over. Yeah, we took it. We, we took it over. I mean, we, we, people didn't think we was taking over, <laughs> but you. But hey, I, I mean, I'm to this, to say this in high school, I wasn't that popular. Mm-hmm. you, I was one. I was a very popular guy. Right. So that, that opened my eyes to to a lot of change. I've changed a lot. I changed a lot from high school. To college, when I was in, from when I got to college, I changed completely. I went back. To, I went back home, and nobody could even know who I was. <laughs> I was such a quiet type. I, I don't know if you have you seen Friday Night Lights with the football yeah, player, preacher man, the quiet one. Yeah. I was a quiet one. I see what you're saying. I quiet, see what you're saying. In my books, didn't go to parties, but when I went to Preview, just oh, man. <laughs> Which it's lit. It's lit. All day is lit. Every day is lit. We in class. Soon we get our studies done. But I, you know, I, I did my studies. I, I I never fell behind. I graduated with a three point five GPA, and nice. I, I'm, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get my studies, or my dad's gonna kick my ass. But yeah. <laughs> I, I, the times where it was time to you know come together and be a, and be a whole and just have fun, we had fun. Right, we did, and that's what that's what that's what hooked me to prayer because when I when I was there, I I, I used to travel to Blend, who was nearby. I would travel to Texas A and M, who was about forty five minutes away, and I wasn't seeing the things that I seen at Prairie View. Right, I'm like, man, if they was to come to Prairie View, they would have way more fun than they did here. They would have way more. It would feel way more as a whole. Right, then the classrooms, the teachers called you by your name. 
Right. The teachers knew who you were. The teachers were there to help you. Right. They were. It wasn't. It wasn't. They weren't there to babysit you, but they made sure you got through with it. During midterms, if you were failing, they would pull you to the side and say, "Man, what's going on? Is anything or everything all right in your life? You know, everything going good? What can we talk about? What can we? What can we do to make sure you pass this class? Right. Even if it's, even with a, a C, they made sure that they were going to help you pass. Or like other schools who who really didn't. Really You're just much a number. Nah, you were just a number. Right. And when the people say that that that, that you're, 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 uh, you 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 weren't just a number, that you weren't just a number, you realize that hey, that I'm 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 at, I'm at a school who actually cares. I'm at a place mm-hmm. who, where people actually care about my future. People who want to do something for me, and that's why I chose Prairie View. So, like I said, once I got there, you you you, you experienced all that. You see all that. You you. It's just a, it, 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 I mean, I recommend any kid. If you if you don't know what what school you want to go to, come talk to me and I I can tell you about Prairie. <laughs> Trust me. Trust me. Oh, I can see it. You know, I I, I find it interesting, and it was what I, I was. And whenever you're talking about it, it, was what I was hoping was a lot of these similarities that that homeliness that comes along with it that that these HBCUs have. I think one of the most interesting thing is whenever you talk to an HBCU alumni, for the most part, have typically they they might bemoan maybe some of the administrative things the schools do but when it comes to the actual classwork when it comes to the social aspect um you actually end up finding like people are very hard pressed to say a lot in anything negative because there's so much attachment it feels so um as you said uh correct it feels very much at home and I, I, I go with that when it goes to, like, coming back to the rugby stuff. So whenever you started playing, like, what were the, some of the similarities that you talked about where you got from rugby seemed like you also got it from your first university experience to begin with. So when you were playing, like, were you able to – did it make it easier for you to understand – obviously on top of people explaining it to, – to absorb and accept – what the uh, the rugby culture itself had uh, because of what you had already been experiencing as a student. Yeah, it it um, with playing as far as when let's say let's say second year when we mm-hmm. when the second year during the summertime we stayed together. We would all go to the tournaments, the seven tournaments, and I love the seven tournaments. I mean, I have I mean my my best my best friends come from different teams. Right. I got I got Aaron from Aaron Boone from from the Huns. I got Colton Patterson. I got I got uh, Dobkins. I've got Travis. Oh uh, man, all from the Woodlands. Each different team that I've played with, I've, I've a part of me stayed with them. Right. And I, and I and I've learned from them. They were. I mean, some of my best friends play rugby now. I mean, I I just love being in the atmosphere and to be. With with uh with going to Prairie View, you 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 see different people, right? You learn different people, and you make new friends. You right. learn how to talk to people. You learn, you know, how to be how to be, you know, culturalized. Just just talk to people. You know, be friendly. <laughs> to people. Just friendly, but be friendly. Right. Like, I mean, when if, if you would ask anybody in the state of Texas that plays rugby by me that know Matthew Provos, you know, hey, you're going. That's your, that's, that's my boy. That's my boy. <laughs> I mean, that's my boy too. I mean, I would I would I would I would, I would do a lot for you. So I mean, right. it was the the transition of, of being a student at a black at a black college, and then going around a bunch of um, 
a bunch of white people in a different, a different atmosphere. The fact that, that you show, you see so much love of the same type of family love in rugby as you do with being a black college. Right. You get that right. same type. You don't, you're not going to get nobody that's going to shun you away, man, get up on my face or, you know, it's like, come on, man. You know, I, I don't know you that much, but we're going to learn from each We're going to learn about each other. Right. Easy. By talking. Or, man, get my number. If you need anything, any help with something, just, you know, just help me out. If you, if you have in town, you know, you need a place to stay, go ahead and meal. And then uh, I also got that, that same feeling when I pledged. I, I, I pledged Alpha Phi Omega. And I also got that same. Oh, so you're cute? No, 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 no. I'm a, um, it's, let's see. I'm, I'm I, they, they call us Vikes. But I'm more of an alpha than anything else in a cute. Okay, okay, okay. All right. All right. But as as far as as, as it being in, I, I got all I got all that love. You get all that love. Just saying, just just being around people like, as socials. I had guys buying me beer, and I ain't, I didn't even know anything about you. Like, <laughs> I don't know you. Why are you buying me a beer? I mean, because you had a good game. What you mean? You <laughs> I've 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 got so all my jerseys that I've had, all my shirts that I've had, I've not I've not bought not one. Bruh, that's see, that's, that's that's that dopeness, and that's that's I always find that I mean that the culture is I mean for me is the, is the sitting factor that goes with it. Even when it came, whether you're in town or from overseas or you go overseas, it's the same. So, but from your perspective, you know, you 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 see these similarities, you experience these things. But I've always been a big believer that there's a shared culture. I mean, there's the obvious shared culture, but these cultures can actually cross and learn from each other. From you, from your perspective, what do you think that the HBCU experience or, and that culture, and subsequently even within the black culture, do you think can pr- bring to rugby that might, especially here in America, that might, that you could see that could be a positive addition to it? Um... Let, let, let's see. Well, I, 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 had to, I had the chance to play overseas. I played the Grand Caymans. Mm-hmm. And at the Grand Caymans, it's, it's, some, it's some black guys on the team. But you can see the flavor in it the, of the team. Yeah. There, it's, it's an England-based England team. But you can see that flavor of blackness in that, in that, on that team. Mm-hmm. So with, as you can see, the NFL, the black NFL players who are – you know, doing things in the community, you know, also on the other side of it, they lit. Mm-hmm. Juju Smith-Schuster lit all the time on, uh, on, on YouTube or anything like that. As, as, but you see more black people in, 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 in pro sports and regular sports. We just got that, that vibe. We just got, we just got that listation. <laughs> and as you seen when we was at the first uh, HBCU Classic during mm-hmm. halftime, we were stepping, we were, we, were, we, were, we were joking around, we were dancing to the music they were playing, and that's what we do. I mean, right. and that's, we, that's what I think that as, as black people we can bring to that. We can also bring that competition mm-hmm. because we do, we, we, we are, if, if, if I believe all black people actually try, we are very athletic. Yeah. And we, we bring that, that, that sense of athletics and that competition to the sport. I don't well, want to say I, I think I think there's 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 there is that aspect. So, and I, I don't disagree. I think it's particularly I, I've always been a big believer that um, it, it is the the cultural renaissance that needs to be had because I think with with other countries 
you know, everybody has their culture, but everybody has a very um, uh, chill, maybe laid back, maybe a, 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 a held back culture that's not really built for flash or Ooh. that's not, not always built for um, showmanship in, in, in the way. But I think there's something, especially here in the States, when it comes to, to black culture, it provides, like you said, another level of swag, another level of element of litness that goes along with it, that it changes it. Like, I mean, look at, at HBCUs when it comes to marching bands. We're talking about, same thing, both university PWI or HBCUs both have bands. But whenever you listen to an HBCU band, like you're talking about something that is, it's a whole body movement. You know, there's shake Hold your down. head music. Say what? Pro tap. I mean, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't start tapping your feet, or right? Just exactly. Like you yeah. start, you know, go, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> it's like you're taking the body. You're like, oh, <laughs> you know. And it's not to say that PWIs have. That's. I mean, yeah. I mean, oh, especially with I, you know, you know, I'm watching bands, the best in the land. You know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sure. Arguably. Arguably. I mean, you know, you know, we, 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 you know, the the, the jukebox is still a thing, but you know whatever. <laughs> Southern University for everybody else who doesn't really understand these these concepts, but you know, but uh, 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 but yeah, you know, it, it's it's things like that. But even when it comes to uh, the way that is gatherings, and I think obviously there's a lot of similarities to how you tailgate. But uh, one thing I remember whenever I was going to, I checked out during football season, uh, Southern's homecoming, and then I had the opportunity to go to Alcorns, and you know, I'd seen. Uh, Fam used a couple times, but one thing that always stood out was the family reunion development that comes along with uh, an HBCU classics. It's not to say again, uh, uh, PWI schools have the tailgates are great, you know, it, it inviting and everything like that. But there is that constant family dynamic that goes with an HBCU tailgate. And it just, it, it vibes in. And I wonder sometimes, I, mean, I, not, I don't wonder. And I always think, like, to be able to bring that aspect of the culture into rugby for the Americas, it doesn't, doesn't change the rugby, but only can strengthen it simply because of the fact that you already know that that is part of the American lexicon. Like, that's part of the American culture, whether people realize it or not, it is. And to add it in creates another perception, even on the field. Uh, what you know happens off field is going to end up revealing itself on field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. So I guess uh, the other part that I ask is what do you think that rugby culture can, has also been able to bring maybe even through you back to your HBCU experience? Like how does, how do you feel it resonates between the two? Like rugby culture resonate into how you now perceive these intricate HBCU, um, you know, student and, and social experiences. Um, it ties in a lot. Like I said, I, 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 I feel, you, you feel the family vibe in it. As, as the, 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 the family vibe I felt as, as being as a student at HBCU and then being a HBCU rugby player, mm-hmm. it, it, it still brings that family vibe. I mean, we still have, we have people who've never played, who've never seen rugby, never heard about rugby, but we have our student body come and watch our games. Right. Just because, hey, 
Prep, we got a rugby team. Oh, we got to go check that out. I mean, and we all family. We all, I mean, we, we, we all support each other. Right. People, some people, how people say that black people don't support each other, but we do. If you ever, if you, if you ever been to HBCU, you see it's nothing but support for the next person. Trying right. to make the next person be as great as they can be. Trying to make sure that my friend succeeds. My friend's going to make sure that I succeed. And that's just how it is. With the with the rugby team, we we didn't have that many players at first. We went to we we did it as we did as much as we could to get players. Nobody wanted to take a hit. Some of the guys went out there and say, "Man, I love this." Some guys went out there and said, "Man, this is not for me." It may be not for you. It may be for you, but at least that you tried. And we're still going strong. And the fact that we st- we're now we went from. Regular jerseys that doesn't have no logo on it, just a regular preview logo on it, to a nice kit with Adidas. I mean, that's big that's to right. go from here to way up here in a matter of maybe four or five years. And that's what made me feel that, that, that's why I, I love the, this, the sport. I love being a a member of uh, HBCU uh, rugby team so much because it shows how far, one, it shows how far we came. Mm-hmm. Two, it shows that the struggle for a black person because it, it was a struggle for us. Nobody wanted to help us out at first because we were all black team that thought we were just some black, you know, some black naive kids. Nobody wanted to show us some support. We had to go, we had to go out and find the support, but we got it. And once we got it and showed everybody that we can, we can, one, we can play, two, we can compete with y'all. Right, three. We're actually good as hell, and if we all we needed was a good coach. It it was it was sky's the limit, man. But as far as but you 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 feel, I I and I, I'm not I'm not I'm not taking away from the guys before me, but being the first, the first. There's two of us. The first two. Alumni for the Prairie Rugby team, it's just I, I feel like I'm I, I'm just man. It, it sometimes brings tears to the eyes to like man, I, we came through a long way. They didn't. I mean, I, it was to the point where they we didn't when we got invited to the tournament. We got invited to one tournament, and then they found out we was an HBCU team. They cut us from the tournament. Seriously? They cut us from the tournament, and we uh we we found out we we never found out why. But the following year, we got onto the tournament. But the next tournament before uh, before the following year, the next tournament after that, we found out we was cut. We came in second place. Wow! Other tournament, you had you had colleges and grown men teams there, and we came in second place. Once we came in second place, and we got that first trophy in that uh, trophy room of our mm-hmm. brand new uh, workout stadium. Everybody was hooked. Everybody was looking at us. Everybody was like, "Man, that team's gonna go far." Man, that team is dangerous. Do not take them lightly because they just—they don't look like we could play. But man, we could play flat out. We could—we could run. We could hit. I mean, you know Rico. You know right. Rico can hit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, that was my—that was my first player, the per, per, person of the match, player of the match. Yo, yeah, man, Rico and, and, and with Rico, I say. Rico is one of our most decorated players. Right. Rico has been on a team for going on his fourth year. And Rico has made the all-star team, traveling the all-star team every year. Right. As far as Cayman Islands, Canada, New Zealand, the Bahamas, he's been everywhere with and representing our team. Right. So that's 
I'm so proud of him. I'm very proud of him as, as being his being one of his elders. And he he calls me every time. Like I even, I didn't even tell you, I didn't even know about the HBCU classic. He called me like Matt. I was like, what's up? He said, what you doing in April? I say, man, I don't know. What's up? He said, man, they got the first ever HBCU rugby classic. I said, the what? <laughs> rugby classic? I'm there. I'm there. I'm, I'm there. How much what I need to do? Can I, can I play? Since I'm not in school no more, he said, man, yes, you can play. Oh, baby, let's go. I, we, we in there. We in there. Let's go. And I, we, oh, man. I, I, just to hear that. And then with the interview I got, with, with at, at the classes, like I said, I, I, I never thought I'd see something like this. Yeah. Only at the time of my knowledge, there were only two HBCU rugby teams. Right. No more. It was just us and FAMU. We compete with the big schools and right. compete. With so I mean, you can't just just because we are HBCU, y'all think you think we're small? We're actually D one. We come to play, and we gonna show you that we came to play. Man. Take this lightly, and you will get beat by Prairie. Trust me. Take them lightly. <laughs> you will get beat, and you will get beat bad. I mean, uh, let me say, I think Texas State took us lightly, and we embarrassed them. I think we beat them like 50 to 3. Yeah. And and, and, and that opened their – I mean, they were so mad, they didn't even show up to our social. Seriously? Yeah, that's so whack. That's so whack. That's how mad they were. But, I mean, hey, we was like, bro, oh, well. Uh, it, that's pretty much all you can do. Like, yo, look, you know that. Hey, dude, the point is, we finish the field, and we're gonna finish. We're gonna win the social as well. Y'all four oh, finish the social, we win the field. Yeah, and with the socials, we uh, we all went to the socials. We we yeah. went. And we started after after a while. We all started going. They didn't think we were gonna stay, even though they beat us. We went and had a good time with the other team. We it's went good. and showed our class, and went and went to the other socials. You know. So kind of winding down a little bit, you know, what, what, is the, what is the future that you know for Prairie View A&M? And even so, also, on top of that, what, what's the future looking like for you? The future for uh, – start off with the future for Prairie View is, is sky, like I say, it's sky's the limit. They, 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 they first, they got, a, they got the, Adidas, uh, the Adidas sponsor. I don't – I mean, I, I, can't, I can't see nothing going higher than that. I mean, I, the only thing I see us doing is winning that championship. We yeah. came, we come, we come so close in the tournament to doing it, but we never get the chance to do it. But when we win that first championship, I'm, a, I'm, I'm gonna be there. Yo, that's gonna Definitely be there. Yeah. Uh, as far as me with my rugby, I was currently trying to try out for overseas teams. I've been putting my film out there. Wish I was young enough to be in that draft because I was gonna be in that draft. Oh, they gonna pick me up. <laughs> But I mean, all, all 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 the guys who's in that draft. I mean, I wish them the best. I hope mm-hmm. that I hope you get drafted. And whoever's watching this, whoever end up watching this, you in that draft, man. I hope you get drafted, man, because it's it's for you. You get drafted. As far as me, as soon as the coronavirus is over, I'm going to find somewhere. It's either it's either for me. You will see me either in the Sabercats jersey, the Dallas team, or the Austin team. Yo. I'm going to be in one of those jerseys. I always told my parents. I told my grandmother who passed away recently. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go play for a pro team. I'm, I'm. I'm sorry. It's just. It's just. I just. I just want it so bad. So so bad. I've been training. I mean, I'm not. I wasn't even this size. I, I grew. I gained at least by twenty pounds. But I mean, during your after playing. Right. During this virus, I've just been staying running, staying working out, staying getting around. For when my name get called in that time, when you get my name you get ready called, to go. Oh what? It's going down, baby. It's going down. Trust. <laughs> 
Big trust. Big trust. Bro, I love it. I love it. Matt, man. Dude, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Dude, and I, I love the insight because, you know, I, I think there's a lot that is coming for the future, especially when it comes to HBCUs and rugby. Um, and, and not just from my personal standpoint, I think it's, you know, we see it over at Morehouse. We see it over with you guys at Prairie View A&M. We see it over at North Carolina A&T on the slate. And we see a lot of these high schoolers that are starting to pop up. And, uh, I think that that's going to resonate both into each other. It's going to resonate back into the rugby culture, especially after this coronavirus stuff is done. And it's going to make an impact on how we view American rugby. And I think even on the flip side, I think how rugby culture starts will so fluidly intertwine into HBCU culture. Uh, I will not be surprised to see HBCUs really holding uh, rugby to high regard within the same guys as they do with their football and band programs because it just it makes sense as a sport for, for, for the culture. Uh, it makes absolute sense. So, it gives it, it gives it gives kids from high school a different perspective. You don't make right, it in football, right. you don't get a football scholarship. You can go try to play rugby. Right. It's not hard. I mean, you, you, yeah, you gonna get hit, but I'd rather get hit skin to skin than get hit with a helmet and some shoulder pads all day. I, I didn't took some hits. <laughs> I didn't took some Dude. hits. Fast, hits that man. Quit, but I never quit. But. With it, with that being said, I've been I've been trying to incorporate, I, uh, especially out here in my hometown. I'll be trying to, I'm trying, I'm re- currently trying to make my own team out here in my hometown. I'm trying to nice. change the, the culture of of this city. And I would tell any kid, I say, man, if you if you ain't making it football, if you go to school and they have a rugby team, go play. Right. Just try it. I never, I didn't want to. I didn't think I was gonna be into. It. I didn't think I was gonna like it. After that first game, when I got the ball and I took off running, and I turned around with nobody behind me, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this me. This this is my sport." <laughs> Five years later, I'm here, still playing. Mad that this virus might kill the seven season because I really want to play seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's gone. Like, there's no rugby happening over the summer. I, I, I I'm not even look. I'm not even trying to prep for it. I mean, it could, but I doubt it. Like, I know there's yeah. people who want it, but I know it's it's prep for 2021. Prep for coming hard 2021. But you know what? You'll be ready one way or another. Even if the seventh season comes, you'll be ready one way or another. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's, oh, it's going down. I mean, and, and another thing about rugby, age doesn't slow you down. You right. You got guys who are 56 years old yeah. out there playing. Them old boys. I, be- old boys, they be playing. I had a guy from – he was a safety in Alabama. I think he was 45 years old. Oh, that man hit me so hard. <laughs> I looked at him and was like, man – Man, come on, man. <laughs> be me like this. I'm, I'm 20 years younger than you, and you staring at me like this. Come on, brother. Yo, the older they get, it's just they turn more into rock. They don't turn soft. They don't turn – they might get slower, but it's like you're just a battering ram. You went from maybe being fluid to just being a straight battering ram. I hate, I hate playing against old boys because it hurts to tackle. It hurts to tackle because it's like, yo, wh- how, how are you getting physically harder? You're bigger, you're fatter, but you're physically getting harder. This makes no sense whatsoever. But you're right. It's, it's the hits throughout the years you take that toughen up your body. This, I mean, this, this is one of the best sports I've ever learned to play, and I've, I'm, I'm never going to give it up. I mean, I've, 
even my dad was like, oh, you you might get hurt out there playing. Nah, you got to catch me first. Oh, bro. <laughs> got to catch me first. That's all it is. Yo, I love it. Matt, thanks so much, bro. Man, hey, anytime, bro, man. Anytime you want to talk or anything you need, bro. Hey, when is, if we have a classic next year, you know I'm going to be there. I might not oh, be play. Oh, you having a class. Look, as soon as there's a virus lift, oh, the class are coming back, and we're coming back strong. We got time now. Oh, plenty of time. Plenty of time. We got to get it out there. Get it out there. Man, we, we, I'm, I'm going to be there, man. Me for like it. I said, anytime you want to, man. One more thing, man. Peace. Go all day, baby. <laughs> man, guys, again, you gotta love it. You gotta love the excitement. Don't you almost want to go to an HBCU now? Like, don't you want to go to an HBCU now? Man, I, I, I can't. Thank you so much, Matt, for being able to come on, guys. We got more great guests coming up next week. It's gonna be a wild time, but please. If you haven't had a chance, check out the other interviews. Check out the other podcasts. We have great interviews by people like Phil Thiel out of USA Rugby, Nia Tapper out of USA Rugby, Charity Williams, uh, Olympic winner, uh, Olympic bronze medalist, and Canada uh, women's rugby sevens player, Blaine Scully from USA Rugby, Saifuddin uh, 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 Safir from Morehouse College. Uh, uh, Mike Toussaint and Raheem Vital out of Prairie View A&M Kyle and Tiana Granby out of um, part of Roots Rugby uh, Ram Eddings part of Grey Wolves Chise Bailu part of Petal a company that is looking to be able to find funding and scholarships and connect you for students going into college uh, and, and so many more, so many great interviews. Cheddar Amba out of USA Rugby. Like, we have been trying to collect the stories, and we have so many more, and there's so many walks of life that you guys want to do. So please, if you get a chance, listen to another one of the podcasts. It helps us all, and I want to hear from you. If you guys can leave a comment, leave a rating on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Anchor.fm, wherever it is that you're listening from. Or throw it up onto our uh, Facebook page, GiftTimeRugby.com, or find us on Instagram at GiftTimeRugby. And look, I'm so happy that you guys are taking the time to listen uh, and and just just go from there. Nicholas Walcott, uh, you know, I'm just thinking of everybody who's gone. It's gone through so many that it's just you, you just try and keep up. But guys, thank you so much. Please, of course. Guys, check out again Singapore to Rugby, the documentary series, available now. Also, check out Rugby Outlet Mall, 20% off for all Grow Rugby podcast listeners. Use coupon code GROW, G-R-E-A-U-X, Rugby. And of course, of course, you guys continue to have a happy, healthy, and highly favored day. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.